For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Cinema Vino. That's going to be a little uh, mini episode. Sean, Jordan, and I are going to talk about Boba Fett episode three. Boba. Uh, there's going to be some spoilers, so if y'all ain't seen it, y'all need to go see it pronto. Disney Plus. So it debuted today. So um, this is the third of seven episodes. So and I believe this is going to be a limited run. I haven't heard anything about season two yet. Uh, I I don't know. So I think this is going to be a self-contained story. Yeah. Well, um, it kind of seems like they're really relying on telling the story of how Boba got out of the Sarlacc pit and then how he came to be. Yeah. I'm wondering if they build him up as a character that can like kind of exist in the Star Wars universe now. Yeah, definitely. You know, kind of like a, uh, not a metaverse, but like an MCU, you know. Yeah. Building a cinematic universe. Definitely. And could pop up in later films. Mandalorian could pop up there again. Yep. You know, they could he could run into Mando again. Yep. So which I like that. Man, the MCU is a good template. So Well, and it's you know, it's all Disney. Mm-hmm. Um so what were your thoughts on this episode? Uh I thought it was good. I thought the uh the speeder race was shoehorned in for no reason. Mm-hmm. But um it it kind of felt like they were writing a script and they're like, how do we how do we get a speeder chase in in the middle of yeah post Espa? Yeah, it's like it didn't make sense. Yeah, we need an action beat. It was like Kevin Smith's thing back in the day when he was trying to write a Superman script and the Warner Brothers executives told him we need an action beat. Every act we need an action beat. Yeah, but it was every eight pages we need to see some action. Uh huh. No matter what it is. Yep. Um, you know, other than that, it all felt kind of natural. Yeah. Uh, we kind of we got to see I. I guess you can call it a resolution of his story with the sand people. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a surprising. No, no. But no. at the same time, it was kind of like, it fell kind of flat. You know, he just kind of shows up and everything is burnt. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, okay. Kind of like, you know, the Luke Skywalker coming back. And exactly like that. Had they, that same. they just needed to get the family out of the way so he could continue on with the story. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of propel things forward. They, they fridged the sand people. <laughs> That definitely needs to be a hashtag that Sam people got fridged. <laughs> hashtag fridge the Sam people. <laughs> Thankfully, there were no hedgehogs involved in this. Yeah. So, um, so basic storyline, this episode, again, it's like every episode so far. It's basically two, occurs in two halves, two timelines. In the current timeline, Mando is basically going Michael Corleone and trying to, or Don, maybe Don Vito Corleone. Like, he's building the family. He's not kind yeah. of taking over an existing organization. He's trying to build a family, and he's trying to do it in, in his mind in a more noble way. You know, the Michael Corleone thing was like gaining power and kind of stripping away his humanity. Don Vito tried to keep at least some of his humanity and some of his yeah, own. He's, like, he's doing it with respect, and yeah. he's respecting like people's water rights which we know is kind of like it takes back to um his time with the sand people where we saw in the last episode how they were 
you know, scavenging for water and the, this train is coming through that's just chock full of water. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it gives him a new respect for water in the desert. And I think that was played into, um, you know, his interaction with the water hoarder, not water hoarder. What was his title? Um, I don't remember. I have to look that up, but yeah. But yeah, basically the, the water broker for all the, the moisture farmers. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Bill Dotrieff. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was great. You know, yeah. you see him in tons of stuff. Yeah. And he's great for that kind of a part. He uh, really is, yeah. You know, just a, a miser, Yeah. you know. Um, and so, yeah, Mando gains uh, some more underlings in this episode. He's gradually accruing more. He's building the family. Henchmen, yes. Yeah. Uh, lieutenants, I guess it would be if it was like Sopranos kind of a thing. You know, capos. Which he just kind of grabs some kids off the street. Yeah. Didn't know what their skills were. He was just like, hey, you guys want to work? It's like, man, this really is kind of a breakfast club. This is like the 90s sitcom where the teacher comes in, substitute, and all of a sudden he's got the delinquents at homeroom, you know? Yeah. I, I, I said in the group text, it kind of reminded me of the Warriors. Like, he, he's just kind of <laughs> pick, he's going to pick up these random gangs and just have these, like, sects of gangs. <laughs> and it's like, and I said in that same text, I'm like, I imagine, I really hope this is going to turn into the Boba Fett Dead Poet Society. You know, where it's like, you know, oh, Boba, my Boba. You know, all these kids are standing on their desk at the end of it. It's like, that that's what I'm here for. Oh, Boba, my Boba. Hashtag that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that felt kind of shoehorned in, but I, they're, they're going to have to grow on me, the kids. It's like they seem like you're kind of your requisite, requisite 90s brats. Uh, their speeders look like mopeds. Yeah. Like, they, he didn't get a bike gang. He got a moped gang. Yeah. You like, only went in any chases with those things. They need scarves, and they need, like, comically round helmets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like you picture those things going up the rocky mountains with like you know two of them frozen to each other, kind of a thing. Yeah, dumb and dumber. It's like they're they're just on Vespas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like they're they're touring the Spanish countryside. It's cute, you know. It's <laughs> like tomorrow we go to Valencia. Um, Bob, can we go to Valencia today? <laughs> I like our Spanish accents. That, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, tomorrow we go get the paella, Boba. <laughs> That was more of a Chef Boyardee accent. <laughs> we get the beef on The bobaroni. <laughs> you like the ABC spaghetti. Um, so oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, we, oh, we got uh, the resolution to what I thought was going to be a long payoff before we saw Black Croissantin. Mm-hmm. Um, he came in strong, woke him up from a nap, and just, like, started <laughs> beating Boba around. That's a dick move. Pull somebody uh, yeah. out of their back to tank. It's like... Uh, to be fair, to be fair, the twins did literally say, sleep lightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like, was a- they, they told him, well, hey, we're going to attack you in your sleep. Not a single person in his entourage was, like, watching the door. Yeah. It's how, not- did he, how did a Wookiee sneak in? Yeah, They're not I, stealthy creatures. I mean, that's, like, a 10-foot-tall, like... You know, Great Dane coming in your freaking <laughs> your lair or whatever. Uh, you know, that's like freaking uh, the guy, the thing from Harry and the Hendersons coming in there. It's like, you know, how's that guy sneaking up on anybody? Yeah, that's a sneaky Sasquatch. That's like an upright water buffalo <laughs> walking into you. It's like, what the hell? Um, we, uh, I, I really hope that he gets to join Boba. I do too. Because him and Boba work together. Not work together, but they were kind of hired by Darth Vader in the comics to both be um, muscle, essentially. Mm-hmm. So they had a, a working relationship prior to this, which is why the first time he saw him, he was like, this isn't the gladiator ring. Oh, yeah. Because Black Crescentin was known as like a gladiator. That was his <laughs> That was his role. Yeah. So um, I really want to see 
now that Boba's... So the twins sicked him on Boba. Boba defeated him, captured him, put him in the, um, the Rancor lair, mm-hmm. essentially, and then tried to give him back to the twins. The twins were like, we're getting off this planet. This is a shit show. You can have him. Like, yeah. Just kill him if you want. Yeah. And he let him go, obviously, because yeah. he's Boba and he's respectful. Mm-hmm. But I would have thought Black Chrysanthemum would have turned around and just been like, all right, well, let's team up. What, what do you want? Do you do anything? You want to hang out? Yeah. And uh, what, from what I know, Wookiee, like, you know, mythology or like culture, or whatever, it's like when somebody saves your somebody life, has a life debt. you owe them forever. Yeah. Basically. And that's the Han and Chewie kind of thing. Yeah. So I kind of half imagined that that was going to be a scenario where it's like all of a sudden, Boba's got a permanent enforcer. Yeah, but Chris Hansen's also known as like breaking a lot of Wookiee culture. You know, he's he's not a respectful Wookiee. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems like the type that goes where he wants. He yeah, he's a rogue. Yeah. So um, he he'll be back. I mean, he's too cool of a character for them to not bring him back. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're not gonna see it now. But yeah, we are gonna see a showdown with the Pikes. Oh yeah, so that's kind of cool. So. Um, Boba was was pretty emphatic that he's going to be able to build an army, mm-hmm. which I'm, I like. This I like where it's going. Is it going to be more gangs, or is he going to try to appeal to the desert people? I think it's he might. You know, I'm I'm sure they're building up this sand people angle for that reason of like later on, you know, he's going to reach out to them, and mm-hmm. that's probably his bet bet to raise numbers. Is the yeah he's got a khaki stick yeah so like he clearly can show that he has respect from mm-hmm. you know the sand people yeah. I mean, it's the dance of the wolf scenario where it's like he speaks the language, knows the culture, so he's obviously been one of them at some point. It's so. it's Dune. I mean, it's yeah. you know finding desert power yeah. with you know a, a people that have never been tapped before for you know military or you know what other occupational things. Yeah, and I mean it's kind of like Magnus Seven also, where it's like you know they rally the you know the, the villagers, the people to fight for you know power, or prestige, or whatever. Right. So, yeah, I definitely get that vibe, too. I'm curious to see if they go with that angle of, like, Boba lead an army of Tusken Raiders at the end of it, which is possible. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where this is going, right? Yeah. It it feels like that's... They're pulling a Dune, which wouldn't be the first time that Star Wars pulled from Dune. Mm -hmm. Um, But... When it's like, you know, they're trying to say, you know, Boba needs to get respect and build respect and yada, yada, embrace the ways of the Tatooine. Yeah. I picture... What's going to build respect, like, bringing in an army of Sam people? Yeah. And I picture at the end of it, he's going to be just too powerful to, you know, deal with. He's going to be like Michael Corleone. It's like almost like him going from Don Vito to Michael. Where it'll, it's like, it'll end the way it started with him just sitting on the throne, you know, just like a slow pan out. Yeah. It's him earning that spot, yeah. basically, rather than just coming in and taking it. Yep. So, which I, I like it. Yeah. I, I like it from its potential, not so much where it is right now. It is a little bit slow, I think. Do you think it's dragging in the middle? A little bit. Yeah. And the episodes are quick. They're 35 minutes long. They're nice and short, but... Yeah, it definitely feels like we're building to something. It's like those Star Trek episodes where you feel like you're building to the big payoff. It feels like they're getting a lot of exposition out of the way, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know, they've shown his interaction with the Pikes prior. They've shown his, you know, sand people. Obviously, they're going to have to go back with what I assume is him going to show him killing the bike gang. Yeah. Mm. That, you know, killed the sand people. Yeah. Uh, it'll be awesome and he'll do it in a cool action beat. Yeah, um, almost kind of a death wish kind of a thing. Charles yeah. Bronson, yeah, wading in and just mowing people down. Yeah, or like what's been really popular right now is the the hallway side angle of just seeing somebody. I think it started with like Daredevil was mm-hmm. really what popularized it, but I think you can go back to movies like The Raid mm-hmm. or um, 
you know, it's been done before, but seeing him just basically person by person go through a narrow alleyway and just like take out a whole bunch of people by himself. Yeah. Um, the TV show Fargo had a moment like that. I believe in its second season because each one's a different timeline, mm-hmm. but it shows these two henchmen going into a building and full of guys. And I mean, it's like 20 or 30 guys. They, the camera never goes into the building. It stays outside the building as they go on this floor or office level. And then you just hear gunshots and the people flying out of the windows as yeah. it pans across the building. And then, you know, people like, like blood splattering against the, the windows and stuff. So it's like you see the results of it, but so, you know, it's just carnage. Yeah. inside so that definitely follows the daredevil angle of like you know a very different way of showing you the typical like you know revenge battle yeah so it's pretty cool yeah i i think they'll get there and once they get past that exposition of having to go back to his past and dip into like his back tank dreams mm-hmm. um i think they'll get into the, the meat and potatoes of it they'll pick up a little more yeah um, I like that we, we see a Rancor, and we learn a little bit more about yes. Rancors. He wants to ride a Rancor. <laughs> he wants to learn to ride it. Like the witches on Danthamir, which I thought was a cool lore drop, hashtag lore drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danthamir was, or Dathomir, sorry, was the planet from which Darth Maul um, originated. Mm-hmm. And the witches of Dathomir are the ones who created him. Yeah. Um, and they are uh, force users. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Not full like dark side. Yeah, not full Jedi Sith, but like no, no, they're they're witches. They they do more witchy magical stuff, which is kind of Dune like as well. Uh huh. A little little bit. Yeah. With my limited knowledge of Dune, it's like that sounds a little bit like the that sort of um, the Bene Gesserit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, but yeah, we. So I'm here for Boba Fett riding a Rancor as well. Like, oh, if I don't get Boba Fett riding a Rancor by the last episode, I will riot. Yeah. I want him. I want that. That's how the show should end. Is him on a rancor, surrounded by his army, mm-hmm. just like dead pikes in front of him, and he's just like looking out. Just rancor yells. Yeah, somebody's gonna have to check on Pat Oswald if that happens and make sure he's okay. <laughs> his genes will be creamed. <laughs> They're gonna put one of those heart monitors on him, and make sure he's okay. Yeah, because that that might be more nerdery than he can handle. <laughs> might be more than I can handle. Mm-hmm. But. Boba Fett on a Rancor. Boba Fett. But yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I like where it could go more than where it is right now. So yeah. I, I, I have a feeling there's going to be some payoffs. So I'm excited for that. Yep. Uh, but tune in next time. We're going to uh, take a look at episode uh, four whenever that drops. Yep. So um, it's been a mini episode of Cinema Vino. And now we're going to take a look at our Oscar race for... The upcoming, I mean, starting with Golden Gloves, but the upcoming Oscars being the Ricardos, Aaron Sorkin's biopic of Lucy and Desi Arnaz. So be sure and check that out. And we will see you guys next time. See you. Be sure to listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our website is at cinemavino.net, and reviews of these movies can be found at toddwaffordmovies.com. If you're interested in starting your very own podcast, Blueberry is one of the top hosting companies in the world. You can get your first month free with Blueberry by using the promo code CINEMAVINO. You can also use the hosting estimator on their site to determine the best plan for you. And don't forget, that's CINEMAVINO to get your first month free. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>